毎度、Made it in Japan Podcast へようこそ。いつも通りホストのエリオット・コンティです。皆さん、良い週末をお過ごしでしょうか、まあ、今週末は珍しく僕は同日とも名古屋でゆっくりできるので、最大限にのんびりしてます。先日が実は僕の30歳の誕生日だったんですが、えー、お祝いの言葉を送ってくださった皆さんに心より、えー、お礼を申し上げたいと思います考えてみたら20代の大半ですね、えー、を、えー、日本で過ごしその中でなかなか予想できなかったことも多々ありましたがまあ振り返ってみるとやはり心残りのない、えー、納得できる生活を送ってこられたなと思いますねでその気持ちを込めて、えー、今年始まる僕の30代を非常に楽しみにしていることを宣言したいと思います。さて、このエピソードは前回の続きであり、ウォール・ストリート・ジャーナル誌のアラスタル・ゲール編集員との会話の後半です。今回はカルロス・ゴーン自身から焦点を移し替えて、日本国内における反応、日本社会にとっての意味など、えー、こ,の時間この事件の後半に、えー、渡る影響について話し合ってます。でアレスターさんは、まあ、相変わらず豊かな表現力と豊富な知識、えー、を持って話し,話してくださったので、まあ、皆さんと、えー、皆さんに面白くお,お聞きいただけるのかなと思っております。でまたこの逃亡事件についてですねリスナーの皆さんはご意見や感想があればぜひお聞かせください非常に興味がありますからでは充実した週末をお過ごしくださいいつもありがとうございますでは Where has he gone? Part 2 with Alistair Gale Greetings and salutations everyone Welcome back to the podcast This is host Elliot Conti wishing everyone a fantastic weekend. I will start by saying thanks to those who wish me a happy 30th birthday this past Thursday. This is very, very kind of you. Upon reflecting, it is incredible to me that I spent the vast majority of my 20s here in Japan. And to be honest, I feel pretty good about it.、Uh, I'm very excited for my 30s. I'm looking to make it my best decade so far. So, there's no reason to prolong this introduction.、Uh, today is the continuation of last episode. It is the second half of my conversation with Mr. Alistair Gale, writer and editor for The Wall Street Journal. We pick up where we left off in our discussion of Carlos Ghosn and his unexpected escape from Japanese authorities late last year. However, today we are focusing a bit more on the implications of this incident within Japan. Uh, starting with the reaction on the home front and then moving into the broader impact this may prove to have on Japan in the future.、Uh, I believe this portion of the conversation hits on aspects of the incident that haven't been focused on heavily by the foreign media. So、uh, this should provide some valuable insight for those following the story outside of Japan. Also, it just came out yesterday that Japan is now moving to arrest the three accomplices suspected of helping Carlos Ghosn escape,、uh, starting with Michael Taylor, the former Green Beret, who Alistair mentioned in the first episode. It remains to see how this will play out, of course, 
But it is a sign that Japan certainly has not given up entirely on this case and is looking to save face, even if they are unable to get their hands on Gon himself. I hope you all enjoyed the episode and would love to hear any thoughts you may have on the matter. Have a great weekend, and as always, thanks for listening. So it seems like Gon is going to stay on the offensive for at least the time being, uh, making sure that people hear his side of the story, like you said. Um, You've alluded to this a bit already, but can you take me through in a little more detail how Japan has responded to this so far? And uh, if you can, speak both to the government reaction as well as the broader social reaction. Sure thing. Um... You know, first thing to say is uh, because Gone left just at the beginning of the New Year holiday period, mm. I think everyone was kind of unaware of this uh, for a while. You know, it's the time of year where everyone is uh, going to see their family, kind right. of winding down work. Um, so it took a, it was interesting. It took a couple of days to really hit the headlines in a big way. Right, and I right. think that's also because the Japanese media had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And that, you know, the way the media works here is they're often told by, um, you know, the government, um, essentially the sort of critical information about uh, some big news event. And they use that uh, for their stories. And they had really no information about this. Mm. Um, so they were kind of reacting to the foreign media reports. Right. So once this hit, you know, eventually it hit the headlines. And I think, you know, the, the first thing to say is the reaction here was a lot like, um, you know, anywhere around the world, of just complete amazement at what had happened. Right. When it became when it became clear that, you know, Carlos Ghosn had escaped in this um, uh, in this big box uh, yeah. and had done this, you know, trip across half the country to get to Kansai Airport and snuck through the um, uh, the uh, immigration and um, through the through the um, the checks of the of baggage, which didn't really happen for him. Um, right. You know, I think everyone was, was genuinely stunned here. And you saw that, you know, the TV shows, the uh, the wide shows that have, you know, the sort of fun stories in the mid-morning time here. Mm. Um, we're all doing, you know, demonstrations showing of how, you know, people getting into boxes and showing how <laughs> it would work. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, everyone was just fascinated stunned um you know deeply interested in how this could have happened Mm, certainly no precedent certainly no precedent you know and it's just amazing that something like this would would happen in japan i think you know people generally think that you know the the laws are followed and if they're not then people are repentant for doing you know for breaking the law Mm. that you know there's really very few situations like this of of um these kind of daring escapes Right. And then, you know, once, you know, people have sort of come to terms with how crazy this was, I think <laughs> there was a, a very negative reaction uh, mm. towards towards Gone because essentially, you know, at the end of the day, he had skipped bail. He had found a way to avoid justice in Japan. Right. Um, and he did that because he was a very rich, he was able to do that because he was a very rich man. So I think there was a, a general feeling here of, well, that's not very fair. You know, this guy right. um, should have um, answered the charges against him in a court of law. And he's now looks like he's not going to do that. And there was a there was a, 
opinion poll in the Yamuri newspaper, which showed something like it was close to 90% of people said they were not convinced mm. by by Carlos Ghosn's arguments, um, you know, professing his innocence. And this was after the, the, press, uh, conference. the press conference in, in Beirut. Right. You know, people, people had seen that. They'd seen the Japanese press coverage of it. And, you know, overwhelmingly, people felt, um, you know, that the guy was not, um, you know, believed, not to be believed. Yeah. So I think right now there's, you know, Carlos Ghosn has fans in Japan. You know, he did uh, an amazing turnaround of Nissan. But I think he's essentially mm. bur burned all his bridges um, right. in, in Japan. And then, you know, the government reaction is, you know, as we've discussed, they were sort of caught on the back foot. Uh, they mm. were, um, you know, not sure how to basically fight their corner on this one. Um, and the, you know, justice ministers give a, gave a series of press conferences. The prosecutors, um, you know, uh, explained why they thought that going was in the wrong. He should be brought to trial. And they sort of fought this um, kind of rearguard effort to uh, to try and, you know, ensure that uh, people hear their side of the story. Right. And the justice minister has now given an interview, I think, to the Financial Times, you know, has written uh, letters to the editor of, of Western newspapers, including the Wall Street Journal, that have been mm. published, you know. So they're, they're going on a more of a sort of international media offensive now to say, you know, we're not the bad guys here. The bad guy is the, is the guy that escaped in the box. Right, right. Um, you know, so they're, 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 they're making sure that they're being heard now. Mm. And do you think that they have done an adequate job in, in refuting Gon's attacks? Um, well, they've done a very thorough job. Mm. You know, they, they have, they've, you know, point by point, they've uh, tried to push back on his claims of being unfairly treated, you know, for things like uh, not, not being able to uh, have a lawyer with him when he was uh, in detention. They've said that well, that's our system. He does have access to a lawyer uh, mm. outside of the questioning time. They've gone, they've gone through each of his arguments um, and explained why they, you know, they follow procedures. Uh, they have, you know, tried to be very thorough about that. So I think they've done probably the best job that they can do. Mm. Um, you know, they have also... Uh, been in talks with the Lebanese government. Uh, it's interesting that um, before yeah. Carlos Carlos Ghosn's press conference, the Japanese ambassador to Lebanon had a meeting with the Lebanese president, who has subsequently changed. It's a different president now. Mm. Um, but anyway, they you know they have worked to you know try and ensure that um, you know they're being heard in Lebanon as well. And it was interesting that Carlos Ghosn said before his press conference that he was going to name names. Of people that conspired against him, and he suggested that those included members of the, you know, Japanese political establishment. Mm. And following this meeting between the Japanese ambassador to Lebanon and the Lebanese president, uh, surprise, surprise, Carlos Ghosn did not uh, name any <laughs> names of political figures in his in his press conference. So right. it seems that, you know, the the Japanese have tried to work the diplomatic channels as well to limit the damage um, from, you know, going being having basically this free reign to 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 name names. Um, mm. So they've, they've worked hard and, you know, they've um, uh, they, you know, there's an Interpol notice notice out, which actually, you know, it means that other countries um, 
you know, if there's a fugitive on their soil, uh, they could be arrested on the soil. But that's really not going to happen in Carlos Ghosn's case because he's in right. his home country. Right. So they've they've done what they can do, I think, at this point. And now, um, you know, it's really the ball is in Carlos Ghosn's court. Where is he going to go to? How is he going to try and clear his name? Mm. Um, will he seek a trial in Lebanon? And will the Japanese, um, you know, play ball with that and, uh, you know, engage in a trial in Lebanon? I suspect not. Um, mm. So there's not a, there's not a whole lot more that the Japanese can do. Right. Um, you know, the, the prime minister, Prime Minister Abe was quoted as saying uh, that you know he wished that this problem had been. <clears throat> excuse me, dealt with uh, internally by Nissan. Uh, it seems like he's trying to distance himself from this problem. Um, <laughs> it's obviously created a headache for him. We understand that when he has meetings with um, <clears throat> uh, Macron, the, the French president, this issue right. comes up. Right. Um, and it, it appears that, you know, he'd really rather this was not on his plate. Um, <laughs> and, you sure. know, but he's defended the Japanese justice system as well. Um, so yeah, uh, really up to Carlos going to decide what to do next. Mm. Japanese have pretty much done all they can do. Okay. Uh, so where is, uh, Nissan currently then? What has happened to the company since all this came out? Well, they've, they've, you know, they've been struggling. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have. uh, the, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is suffering. Right. Um, you know, they have been putting on a brave face and said that the, alliance with with Renault is um you know strong but the uh the guy who replaced Gone um Saikawa yeah. um you know who Gone said is one of the um conspirators against him you know he didn't last very long no, uh, he at didn't. Nissan he's been he's been turfed out now uh they have they now have you know a very tense relationship with Renault um, you know, this is a big question now. What happens to that alliance? Because mm. Gone was the guy that forced these two companies together, right. found found a way past the kind of um, the cultural resistance on both sides to working with a very different type of company. And now yeah. that you know that kind of glue, that force that pushed them together, doesn't exist. So Nissan right. Nissan has to find a way to stabilize its its business. They have. Uh, you know, there was a report um, in the Financial Times that they were trying to uh, find a way to basically break off the relationship with Renault, which they have denied. Um, mm. So they're kind of in turmoil right now. And I think, you know, probably for Nissan as well, having gone out of the picture is probably a good thing. Um, they can perhaps focus on their own sort of business uh, difficulties and not have to sort of um, defend themselves from from going so much now that he's around the other side of the world and and likely not to you know not Interfere to um, not yeah. not to make too many headlines you know specifically about Nissan right. Um, right now so yeah they need to they need to steady their ship and find a way out of the hole that they're in mm. um, in terms of their business yeah, yeah. I, I believe Gon actually in an interview or I, I don't believe he mentioned this in the press conference itself, but made a prediction that Nissan would go bankrupt by 2022. Uh, so two to three years from now. <laughs> right. I think I think that's just him um, ha having the freedom to really let rip right, on right. all the people that all the people and institutions that he felt he feels have 
treated him badly and that includes you know japan he said that he said in an interview with french tv that you know no foreigners should go to japan mm. um nissan's going to go bankrupt uh, you know he's just he's just he now has the freedom to say whatever he, he wants to say without any significant blowback to him um yeah. you know he may be right um i mean nissan going bankrupt is we're a long way from that right, uh, right. They are in difficulties, but they're still, you know, relatively successful company. Uh, so going bankrupt, things would things would have to get seriously worse um, inside the company uh, for for us to sort of be heading in that direction. But you know, um, he knows the company as much as anyone, uh, so perhaps he knows that there are deep difficulties that uh, could lead that way. But we'll, you know, we 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 should probably take what he's saying with a big grain of salt right now because he's. He's he's just has free reign to say whatever he wants. Yeah, well, it does seem like a remarkably petty statement, uh, given anything that's happened. It seems, you know, it, it's 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 a bit too easy to just sort of sit back uh, on your on your throne in Lebanon and then and uh, throw daggers at everyone. So what happens to Greg Kelly? Remind listeners who Greg Kelly is and mm. and in ha- his role in all of this. Right. So uh, Greg Kelly was one of the closest um, advisors to Carlos Ghosn. Uh, he was he's also been indicted by Japanese prosecutors mm. um, for uh, the basically for the same um, uh, on the same charges as Carlos Ghosn was. Uh, they say that uh, the Japanese prosecutors say that he conspired with Ghosn uh, to defer some of Ghosn's income into retirement. Um, which they did not declare and should have done. Um, yeah. He, like Gone, says that this was never settled. Um, uh, it was not a fixed amount, and then it, and therefore it didn't need to be declared. So he's um, he's currently out on bail. He's here in Tokyo. Uh, one of my colleagues interviewed him recently. You know, mm. he um, he didn't really want to talk about uh, Carlos Gone. Um, you know, he said he, he did what I think he said something like, you know, he did what he felt he needed to do. Um, I don't think Greg Kelly has the resources um, for a similar plan. And now we know that they've tightened the security at Kansai Airport. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that option may not be available to him anyway. Yeah. Uh, but he's here and he's awaiting his own trial, uh, which may be some time. Um, and, you know, he also feels that he has been uh, there's been a conspiracy against him you know he he had to have um surgery uh, he was scheduled to have surgery in 2018 for a back problem mm. and he was told by uh, uh members of the of Nissan executive ranks that he should come to Japan for an important meeting um okay. and he'd be able to go back to the US fairly soon after that and have his surgery now, when he arrived in Japan, he, like Carlos Ghosn, he was arrested. He was arrested. Mm. So, you know, he feels that, um, you know, he's, he's had treatment here in Japan. We believe that his his medical situation is probably stable right now. Um, okay. But, you know, he was tricked, basically, into coming back to Japan. So uh, he spends most of his time, he says, at his lawyer's office, um, mm. you know, trying to sort of work up um, his defense for when his trial happens. Um, but he's in this kind of, you know, limbo situation of being out on bail, but not being able to leave the country. His wife is here. Mm. Um, he can, they do, they have a small apartment somewhere in central Tokyo. 
Um, you know, he goes jogging around the Imperial Palace in the mornings. You know, he has he has freedom, um, but he is on bail, and so he will face, uh, in theory, a trial at some trial, point. Yeah, uh, and that make that will be very interesting because you know it's essentially a proxy for Carlos Ghosn. You know, right. there'll be a trial. There will be a trial of someone in the Carlos Ghosn case. It just won't be Carlos Ghosn. <laughs> and yeah. you know, depending on how that goes, um, you know, it has ramifications for Carlos Ghosn's hopes that his uh, name will be cleared. Uh, because mm, if Greg mm. Greg Kelly is found guilty on these, you know, same charges, is essentially saying, well, there was a case. Uh, there was a strong case against Carlos Ghosn, and he he perhaps would have been found guilty as well. As well so, yeah. mm. um, you know, the Japanese justice system can move quite slowly. So it may be some time before Greg Kelly um, is goes to court. And there may be some uh, unforeseen, you know, twists along the way, twists and turns along along the way. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it will involve a, an escape, though. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, that that will be that that's the sort of the next drama, perhaps here in Japan. Right, right. Has he been as openly critical of the criminal justice system in Japan as Gohan was? No. Mm, um, that's interesting. He, he has not really spoken to the media much since his arrest. Um, okay. you know, he's a, he appears to be a much more kind of private figure than Carlos Ghosn. Yeah. Um, you know, he has, uh, you know, he's he's told us that you know, he's had a tough time, of course, in detention. He's been through the similar situation of, as Gone has of questioning and um, having to uh, be in a, um, a small room in the, in the detention centre. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's, he says life has not been easy, but he's not been banging his drum um, and trying to sort of build a, a, a public case about his predicament. He's essentially kept that to himself. Okay. So what are the ramifications for Japan as a whole? Uh, do, do you feel like, uh, especially in regards of, of business and things like tourism, etc., how does this event impact Japan Inc.? Right. Well, this is a, another example of, of a Western executive uh, who claims to have being treated unfairly by Japan. Um, mm. And there are there are previous cases. Um, perhaps the most uh, famous case in recent years was Olympus. Um, there was a British executive, Michael Woodward, uh, who um, basically uh, was a whistleblower on financial um, problems in the company. Um, and mm. uh, he, you know, he had a similar. He wasn't. I don't think he was arrested. In uh, you know, he had to leave Japan. He was essentially forced out. Um, he had a he had a sort of fairly tough time. So you know the, mm. the Gone case is fairly extreme. We've not seen um, anything quite like this, right? But it does, of course, you know, raise questions about foreign executives in Japan and whether this this is a good place to come and work with Japanese companies. And you know, Carlos Ghosn's view on that would have would almost certainly be don't do it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we have to be a bit cautious about drawing conclusions about this. You know, there's plenty of examples of executives that have, um, foreign executives that have come here, um, been successful and had a, you know, perfectly positive experience. Right. Um, right. You know, we also have to keep in mind that Carlos Ghosn has not been found innocent 
uh, in a court of law <laughs> of the of the of the charges against him. Right. Um, so, you know, but it does. If you're an executive, um, you know, thinking about taking a job in Japan, you know, the thought of possibly being in a Carlos Ghosn type situation in a detention center, questioning without a lawyer, I, you know, I would think that would make you think twice about doing it. So it does. I think it does have a negative impact on mm. the image of Japan, you know, for 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 foreign business executives. Um, uh, so there's that, um, yeah. you know, does it, does it have a sort of broader impact the image of Japan internationally? Um, probably not long lasting. I mean, I think, mm. um, you know, that obviously the media coverage of the Japanese criminal justice system has been in the foreign press has been, has been negative. And as we've discussed, you know, the Japan, the Japanese government has tried to address that. Um, so that, you know, I think the net has been a negative for Japan, but I don't think that really will have, you know, a lasting impact. You know, there's the Olympics coming up this summer. There's going to be lots of right. people traveling from around the world to come to Japan. I don't think many people will, you know, think, oh, no, I can't go to Japan now because it's, you know, it's got this, there's, the ch there's a chance I could be, you know, um, treated unfairly by the criminal justice system. I don't think it will have a lasting impact on the, the image of Japan. It's a you know, it's a moment that perhaps um, will be most significant because it will cause people within the criminal justice system to sort of reassess uh, whether, you know, they need to make any modifications. And the justice minister has said they're open to reviewing procedures. Um, mm. You know, if they are indeed problematic, then they'll make changes. So that that might be the the kind of long-term impact of this. Of course, you know, next time, there's a high profile foreigner um, thrown into the Tokyo Detention Center. We'll perhaps go through all this all over again. But my feeling mm. is this is very much about, you know, Carlos Ghosn, the man, about, you know, his his own sort of very um, cinematic drama. Yeah. Dream, you know, his his own personal drama. And if he does indeed, I think, you know, as we discussed, he'll probably continue to sort of make his case in the media. But, uh, you know, over time that will um, fade out. And I think this will probably fade out with him. Uh, mm. And, you know, there won't be any kind of lasting impact. Okay. And, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, in numerous interviews, Gon has issued warnings to foreign residents here in Japan. Uh, as a foreign resident... Do you give any credence to this, or do you think this is more just petty name calling after the fact? Um, you know, I think I, I think you have to be wary of falling foul of the law and make sure that um, you know you don't put yourself in a situation like that. Um, right. So, you know, the Carlos Ghosn experience is useful is a useful reminder that if you do something that's problematic um or if you are seen to perhaps you know do something that you know might be problematic but it isn't there is mm. a risk there is a risk that you could be in a very difficult situation you know as long as you as long as you um, behave uh, legally in japan generally uh you will be you know treated fairly so uh there are you know um examples of where that may not may not happen but you know the the key is not to put yourself in those situations yeah well it is uh it's it's funny to see the ways that 
Japanese justice system has been portrayed because as a foreigner living in Japan, you know, you realize that this is just a remarkably safe country. And I always make jokes that the, the biggest role for Japanese police is to give directions to lost foreigners. Right. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the, the, you know, you do hear um, negative stories about, you know, people being questioned for no reason, having to show ID all the time. You know, there was a recent case of uh, an Australian who uh, his Japanese wife um, basically went, uh, took took his, took their kids away. She's kind of disappeared. Mm. This guy was arrested because he went into the apartment building of his parents-in-law, um, didn't actually go into the, the unit that they lived in, just, just into the sort of communal area of the building, was arrested and spent 44 days in the Tokyo Detention Center was given a six months suspended sentence for trespass. Um, You know, so there are some uh, tough stories of of experiences that people have had. Um, You know, uh, that those those are worth being aware of uh, and, and, you know, trying not to put yourself in those kind of situations. Although, of course, you know, often it's, you know, in the case of this Australian guy, I don't think it was particularly his choice. Um, Sure that you know he certainly didn't want his kids taken away you know so there are there are some some pitfalls and some sort of dark corners that uh, that exist here in japan but as you say you know mm. it's largely crime-free um country you know the police role certainly where i live um, they mainly seem to be on the street corner trying to catch people um with driving offenses not wearing seat belts and things like that so um <laughs> yeah. you know my experience has has been overwhelmingly you know positive yeah and i don't have any particular concerns okay well thank you so much for this that that sort of wraps up my my uh series of questions for the gone story uh i don't know if you have anything you'd like to add uh to finish this up um not really. I mean, you know, it, it just uh, continues to amaze me um, what happened. And, you know, we, in a way, it's a sort of, as a journalist, it's a bit of a shame that the guy's gone now because, you know, we had the drama of his escape. And now, you know, we don't have the rest of the story to tell here in Japan of what happened to him. Um, yeah. So I think uh, there will still be twists and turns. Uh, perhaps he'll, you know, as we've discussed, he'll he'll want to be in the headlines again so that we more things to write about but i mean what a way to start the year in terms of you know a big news story <laughs> this has really has been incredible and uh, yeah. you know japan japan is um you know usually a sort of fairly quiet and uh you know peaceful country that's not often in the news unless there's a natural disaster um yeah. or a north korean missile flying over the country <laughs> so you know there's not a whole lot of um you know, major news stories uh, that break out of here. But this really was, you know, a sort of earth shattering story um, yeah, to, yeah. to start the year. So, um, you know, whether you whether you sympathize with Carlos going or not, I think you can agree that it's, uh, you know, it was quite an amazing thing to witness. Mm. Well, this has been enlightening, Alistair. Thank you very much. My um, pleasure. Yeah. Anything else that you're working on over at the uh, the Wall Street Journal? Any pieces for the the end of winter, the upcoming spring? Oh, it's all top secret. I can't tell you any of that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, we uh, you know, we always have 
several stories um, on the go at any given time. I think, uh, you know, we don't have anything major on the on the slate at the moment, but um, I'll certainly certainly alert you if we publish anything interesting.